Rob Ryan, Anthony Tapfer, Brett Drop, Jared Berenstein. They are four comedians. They're also real good friends. Working on jokes, the fun never ends. They're asking each other, is this anything? don't like you can uh, let me know let's see and uh i oh, think i spelled your name right anthony i'm not 100 <laughs> sure but we'll we'll see four comedians are also real good friends working on jokes the fun never ends they're asking each other is this anything well, I, the uh our faces were on the side so i couldn't see what it mm-hmm. said, but oh, I know it wasn't. Oh, what? Oh, Mango Las Vegas. Mango Las Vegas. <laughs> Mango Las Vegas. That's great. That's hilarious. That's oh boy. Yeah. Well, that's the same. I did a real one, of course. Nice. Uh, but it's the same like font and font and color scheme. <laughs> oh, I didn't. Oh, did you? Oh, I missed. I totally missed the gag. Even when you guys were talking about it afterwards, I was like, "What is he talking about?" Oh, uh, play, I was, play I was it again. I want to. Yeah. Can you do it again? <laughs> Let's play it again. All right. All right. You guys ready? Ready. Yeah. Four comedians are also real good friends. Working on jokes, the fun never ends. They're asking each other, is this anything? It was still still funny, even though I, yeah. I knew it was coming. <laughs> it looked awesome. Uh, it was, um, it was uh, a long brainstorming session with me and Kirsten what what the perfect funny name would be uh for a while I was stuck on uh Dusty Bridges I was like I kind of like Dusty Bridges I, like I think there's too. a better one out there I think Mango Las Vegas was the right choice I, like I think so too thanks yeah and I'm wearing sunglasses in the shot so it's- <laughs> <laughs> it could be it does kind of look like his name is Mango Las Vegas <laughs> oh who invited Mango <laughs> I don't know where I guess today. Oh, at Mango. your service. <laughs> I'm done with my residency over in Vegas, so I thought I'd pop in. Oh, does your last name change for wherever you are? <laughs> yes. Who <laughs> is it? Mango, Colorado now, or Mango, Denver? I guess Mango, Colorado sounds better. Yeah, Mango, I like Colorado. definitely Colorado. sounds better. Sounds a lot better. <laughs> Mango, Colorado, and then you don't have to change it for every city you're in. Right. If you, if oh, you move yeah, around in Colorado. That's true, because if I'm back in New York, I don't have to be Mango Brooklyn. I could just be <laughs> yeah. Mango New York. Oh, boy. Yeah, and a character is born. <laughs> now I have to release a fake album under the name Mango Las Vegas. Can you uh, reshoot um, A Star is Born, but uh, you're Lady Gaga and it's uh, a character is born? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You think I'm kidding. I'm going to work on an album. <laughs> At least a three-song EP. Nice. I'm working on it. Um, I, so at Steve's show, he was pimping me a little bit. Uh, and somebody asked, who are your, your favorite comedians? And I was like, well, I actually have a podcast coming out uh, probably Monday uh, with, with three of my favorite comedians. Um, and, uh, and I even said the name. And then I was like, and also, we just found out that Seinfeld is uh, you know, doing this book. 
but we're just going to see it and see what, what happens. If he sues us, there's no way we look like the bad guys if Seinfeld sues us. So we're going to see what happens. And then uh, Steve outroed it by going, uh, make sure you check out Brett's podcast, Getting Sued by Seinfeld. <laughs> <laughs> that was a great, great secondary name. That's awesome. <laughs> That's great. Getting sued by Seinfeld. Okay. Let him sue us. We'll get yeah, in the man. papers. <laughs> Honestly, what's going to happen is nothing. Yeah, you know we oh, are. Yeah. yeah, his book is gonna come out. Our podcast is gonna do its thing. Then neither of the twain shall meet. Uh, I hope. I actually hope that that is the case. But I think once again, it's a win-win, even if it does. And he, he also is in in a pretty petty place uh, based off of his, <laughs> his, <laughs> his like op eds. <laughs> I think it's going around because I have just been uh, salting the earth on all of my social media mm. with. You know, like my fucking hackles are my political hackles are fucking up at the moment. Yeah, I and saw I, that this morning. Like fucking taking no prisoners. Uh, there's a you guys know Lou Perez? No. Uh, the uh, we the internet? Yeah. I love that guy. Um. Okay. <laughs> I can see why you don't, but I do think that, that guy is very funny. I'm sure he is. It just but he's like a libertarian, of, basically. Yeah, his brand of. Uh, you know, both sides, centrism, just really fucking ruffled my feathers. And he just posted a thing about, like, Rand Paul today being like, you know, Rand Paul's against no-knock warrants, right? And I was like, oh, yeah, that's great. He, uh, what's this? What's that say? What hackles are? They're erectile hairs along the back of a dog or other animal. Hmm. I didn't, I didn't know what hackles were. Yeah. Sweet. I'm really glad I used that correctly then. Yeah. I thought that was supposed to, I thought that was, like, an own Rob. No, I, I was trying to like... own you. I was trying to teach myself in the group in case. Sorry, Jarrett. <laughs> but it did say erectile hairs, which made me laugh. I was like, that is pretty Uh-oh. funny. I don't know if Jarrett's got the right word. <laughs> My hackles were up. I'm like, your pubic hairs you were are. standing on it. I am so turned on that my pubic hairs have straightened. <laughs> They've unfurled. Like. <laughs> My aggravation is aroused. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I just basically went off on him. Because I'm also like working on a video where I go through uh, the short RNC speeches mm-hmm. and just like comment on them. And I'm working on Rand Paul's right now. And then Lou Perez puts up this thing defending Rand Paul. And I'm like, like really? We're going to lower... Th- Why don't we lower the bar for these assholes even more? Oh, this guy's against a policy. This guy's against a thing that he wrote a message bill about. Nobody voted for it. No-knock warrants are still a thing. And he's up there supporting the president who is saying that police should have the right to tear gas anybody and fucking murder whoever. Uh, So, yeah, yeah, let's give this guy a fucking round of applause for his message bill about no-knock warrants. Mm -hmm. You know? So that's this is the mood I'm in, guys. I'm coming in hot. <laughs> Can't I'm wait until it's your turn. Here, what you got for us? <laughs> so yeah, I don't know if that's anything, guys. Just let me know. <laughs> this next joke is called HR one eight seven three. That's the, I was the first time I tried talking about politics in my stand up. It really was just like, do you guys ever see like the Lenny Bruce stuff when he started just going through his like trial transcripts? Oh, and there was, there was no jokes. He was just like reading like the things that the other lawyer would say. And he would be like, but that's like not what the actual law is. Then he would like bring the law up and he would be like, the law actually says this. And people would be like, boo. 
you know, <laughs> that's what my early political stand-up was, where I'm just like, these fucking assholes! <laughs> <laughs> I uh, I don't know much about Lenny Bruce, and you know what? I will I will want to I'll come out right now and say that uh, I've never cared for or respected the quote-unquote history of comedy, and I know that some. Yeah, I know some, some people uh, think that, that that's like anathema to them. And mm-hmm. uh, I don't disrespect their point of view at all, but what I, part, part of what I enjoy about comedy so much is the ephemeral nature of it, where it speaks to a time period that you lived in and you sort of have to be aware of what was coming beforehand to understand what was happening then. And really, really good comedy in my mind would just turn to dust after some point because you're like, oh, it was just so funny because it was exactly what the culture needed mm. at that point was this thing or that joke or that sketch or that movie to come along. And then maybe 20 years from then, you're just like, I'm not really sure why that's funny or who cares? It doesn't need to be. Um, and I just, with that mindset and also just a general lack of interest, I never really like decided to be like, I'm, you know, Lenny Bruce, I'm going to Eddie Murphy. And, Richard Pryor, I just never like really dove into anyone's canon. Didn't yeah. care. It didn't bother me. Well, Eddie Murphy is a great example of what you're talking about. I mean, mm-hmm. maybe in 1981 or whatever year, 81 or 82, when, when Delirious came out. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, there's, there's a ton of that stuff that people do not want to hear now. <laughs> right. I mean, his opener. Mm-hmm. You know, <laughs> yes. Uh, and then it was like revisited. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I'm I'm the same way, Rob. But I do just like want to know the major points of like why was this person so special? So, mm-hmm. and it's usually just yeah. groundbreaking. Like I, I watched Jamming in New York um, uh, with George Carlin. And I'm like, this is brilliant. It doesn't make me laugh at all. Yeah, but this is right. style, the types of jokes, the the structure of them. But what the things he's saying, I think about them all the time, and they're really funny. The idea that. Uh, the earth just created humans because it needed plastic. Like, there are really funny <laughs> concepts in there. Um, but the, the, the way he does it doesn't... Make, but I understand at the time it was just, like, like crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, even though I'm not like, oh, that's, that defines me or, or anything like that. I, I think if you get too caught up in that, you just become some outdated person who isn't... They aren't paying attention to what's going on, you know, before yeah. now. They're paying attention to, yeah. to something that's outdated. Don't but, you see that? Don't you see that when you like, there's like a newer comic or even not even a newer comic, someone who's been in it for a while and you can just tell like, like you haven't moved past Bill Hicks. Yeah, you know, like you absolutely. You haven't moved past, you know, uh, whatever, Dennis Leary or something, you know, like right. that's the end of your comedy education and therefore you're doing comedy that is a clone of something that was only good then. Yeah, I see a lot of guys who start like in their 40s or something like that and they're doing um, Billy Crystal on a one-man show. Mm-hmm. Ah. Like this, their impression of, of what comedy is, is just, it's, it's just so outdated yeah. and, and they're trying to start in the, yeah, it's just a, it's a strange experience. That's interesting. I think, so, does anybody else think that Brett's mic is a little hot? Oh, yeah, uh, I did a show I last think night. Brett sounds sexy and... <laughs> Yeah, voices. I didn't mind. It's like he. It's just butter. But my it is a little loud. So erect right now. <laughs> I'll turn it down so you guys. Anybody um, else uh, got some so you hard hackles right now? Is my that a little bit so better? Hard. I think so. Let me hear everybody. Yeah, that's better. This is me talking. As for as uh, uh, just being too sexy. How's that? Is that better? 
Actually, that made it worse. Now my neck worse, worse for me also. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, All right. I just came. <laughs> I'll just go back to normal. Drop staring at his... Oh, he's blowing uh, up? No, I, was which sh- I was quiet. Question. Putting it to bed. Oh, oh, oh he's done uh, with the bit. <laughs> yeah, no, I think that... Uh, what was it? Uh, I, I, I think that that's a totally fine way to be also, Rob. But I do think that if you're interested, it is cool to see... You know, you know, try to put yourself in that place and be like, oh, okay. And also, the things that hold up seem so much more amazing. Mm. If you watch sketches from like your show of shows or, you know, certain bits in the Marx Brothers or Monty Python. Monty Python. Yeah, Monty Python. Well, you, you know, it's interesting. I, I, have a, I have a separate argument for that, that, mm-hmm. um, that there are jokes. I mean, you could watch, you know, The Three Stooges, right? That the physical comedy. And uh, some of the some of the drier stuff, uh, like your Monty Python and your absurd stuff, that stuff will stand the test of time because it is not it's timeless. We're not speaking to a, a period, um, and that's just the, its own category. And yeah, you know, and that will you can always kind of revisit that stuff. But I think some of the the sharper, you know, cultural and political humor has has like a necessary shelf life because you're just like. What were they? What was going on? You're like, ah, you had to be there. You know. <laughs> this was oh, happening, yeah. you know. Well, anything that uh, Bill Maher has ever done, mm. nobody can. <laughs> like, can you imagine watching one of his shows from ten years ago? Oh God, yeah. it's interesting. Like, they didn't follow I, any of these rules. <laughs> <laughs> I've actually tough. got a couple of old episodes of a political podcast that I like a lot that I specifically have saved from right before coronavirus hit because i was like i want to know how we were talking about this back then and that's not we're not talking about comedy here obviously but um yeah i just think that the that like putting yourself back in there like where we're talking about the things that should be happening right now in order to prevent the catastrophe that we are currently living through it's really fascinating but now we're just talking about like why history is interesting as opposed to old comedians you know well, I've seen some of a lot of comics. I don't want to make it sound like I avoid these people. That I've seen some Bill Cosby, some Bill Hicks, some you know, and I, all I the have bills. I, I have all the bills, all the <laughs> Billy Crystal, uh, Billy Crystal, Bill Burr, you know, all <laughs> just throughout the whole stretch. Um, Bill Carlin, <laughs> uh, <laughs> that uh, that urban comic Dollar Bill. Mm-hmm. Oh, he's great. He's great. <laughs> Bill Bellamy. Oh. That's another one. Um, Emo Billups. <laughs> Will... Emo Billups. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so, but I have not, I have not, I would never judge a comic for not doing a deep dive. And I've never like went throughout the whole can. I, I never yeah, had a, a period of time where I was like in, just obsessed and yeah. like, I, have, I have to same. do everything. Um, and there's some benefits to that. There's some, there's some drawbacks to that, I think as well. And in knowing kind of like how, Oh, that gave birth to this. And I see how that, you know, throughout my lifetime, I'm very well versed. I'm like, mm-hmm. I feel I've followed the comedy conversation pretty closely and I can see how, you know, some of these big flash points, whether it be your, you know, your Dane cooks or your Louis CKs or whatever, and how that sort of infiltrated the culture and all the other comics and who started copying these people as they had their huge meteoric rises and successes uh yeah but i haven't i haven't got back to the 80s 70s and 60s like that i think it's weird when comics say that they don't watch comedy 
because they don't want to, I guess they don't want to steal jokes or something. Or they don't want to be influenced by it. Yeah, they don't want to be, I guess that's what it is. They don't want to be influenced. But I think that's weird. Same. Because that's, it's almost guaranteed that you're going to steal somebody's joke if you've Mm -hmm. never, if you don't make it a point. Or how how are you going to know if you're being a hack or not? Yeah. You know, how are you going to know if somebody is making, if, if, this is such well-trodden mm-hmm. ground, yeah. you know? I remember coming up with the, if you went back in time to kill Hitler as a baby, you're just a guy in the past killing a baby thing, and thinking, fucking slam dunk. I walked into the comic strip, and I was like, I got a new joke that I'm really excited about, and I told, I forget who, and they were like, oh, yeah, everybody does that. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, okay. Well, I, I, I am one of those comics. Thing. I came up with <laughs> men and women are different. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> I am one of those comics who doesn't like watching comedy. Um, but I, my, my, my feeling is that if I don't watch it and I come up with it on my own, um, then I haven't stolen it. And if somebody notifies me, oh, somebody else has that bit, I would be like, well, do I love the bit? Do I have my own take? Can I go deeper in, in, into it and make it my own? I, then I would check it out. But until then, I, I don't... It's just impossible. I can never watch all of comedy. And I also just, uh, I, I just get antsy watching, especially if it's good. I'm like, I need to write more. It. Yeah, I want to write more. And if it's bad, I'm like, this is just a waste of my time and I'm not enjoying this. So, I get uh, that. yeah, I, I, I watch it in pretty small doses. But I did just want to say uh, real quick, from my understanding, Lenny Bruce, before Lenny Bruce, it was like, that was the cat skills comedians. And it was just all short jokes. Like, and they were kind of, People stole from each other. It was like if a joke was out there, you just put it in. You could just put it in your act. And oh yeah, Lenny and when Bruce they traveled, was, they would they would do each other's jokes. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Lenny Bruce was like the forefather of stand up, like breaking out of that by by <clears throat> being biographical, by having commentary on what was going on, and and bringing comedy into that. Uh, so that's why they call him like you know the one of the the, the forefather of stand up. Yeah, because it was just take my wife, please, and all that kind of stuff before right. him, right? And Lenny Bruce is like, what if your wife was an N-word? <laughs> Would you take her then? This guy's breaking boundaries, man. <laughs> I really got Jared with that one. <laughs> <laughs> well, as long as we're cutting things out. May I, uh, <laughs> I said N-word. You can keep that in. He loved saying the N-word. He man. said it a lot. <laughs> So interesting. This was weird. Uh, Alon had um, posted a, a Dina Hashem set, uh, or maybe a cut together version of it, something like that. So it was like, "Hey, that's Dina's jokes." <laughs> <laughs> he stole her face and everything. <laughs> stole her name. Like, no, no, this is an homage to the, the racial background of comedy about her place in that time in that era. <laughs> And uh, I was like, oh, let's see what Alon went out of his way to, like, you know, do a little cross-promotion. Oh, hey, this is really funny, Dina. And I click on it, and then the first joke was um, uh, was about how there's the, the idea of artificial insemination, and she thinks it's cool how you could just take eggs and whatever and then just mix it all up and put it in someone else. And they approached me. Um, oh, my brother was having a tough time conceiving with her, his wife wife or whatever and they approached me to be that person and uh, she was like i don't want to do that but i did think the only upside to that would be uh if that people were you know once i have that little bump you know they'd be like oh it's so great she's like yeah it's my brothers (laughs) (laughs) uh but what was really weird for me is like i've watched uh all of friends growing up i knew it so well i mean there's there's an entire season arc of just that where phoebe is 
artificially inseminated by her brother's baby. Mm-hmm. And no, you know, no shortage of those jokes, like verbatim. <laughs> and so it was like, I'm like, but that, I, and I couldn't place it in my brain, but I was like, was that not in the culture? Like, were we not all aware that Phoebe, you know, carried, mm-hmm. and, and that like for 24 episodes, we heard some version of that joke. It wasn't even just once. It was just like over and over. Like the whole season long joke was the fact that she was having her brother's baby. Um, but that's just something that, she missed. She never knew. I know she has not seen Friends. I just there's just no chance in my mind that she would have like even been like, yeah, this is mine. Um, but you know, everyone's cultural zeitgeist is, is different. Yeah, well, and then I, also, I, I doubt she'd made up that experience to get to exactly, the show, exactly, right. right. If you have the experience, mm-hmm. yeah, I don't know why I feel like that one's okay. I don't know why I feel like that. Maybe it is in my mind. I, it was now. just like because you've never seen it. As soon as she started talking about it, I was like, we're, we're talking about Friends season six, right? <laughs> or whatever. Yeah, I, I think if you have the experience and you've never seen the thing, then it doesn't, then it's yours. If you've seen the thing and you're like, oh, I did have the experience, but I'm, I probably saw that and I probably like unconsciously made that connection because it was already made for me, mm-hmm. then you have to be like, ah, oh, well, ethically, you know, I just, I'm going to get rid of the joke. But I think you can keep it if you, if you, you know, if you don't know. Somebody actually accused me of stealing. Uh, jokes from an entire episode of Friends once because mm. I, I was like I was doing a show and I just went up on stage and I was I did my bit that I was like you know season Friends uh, season three of Friends episode six and they go like that and everybody <laughs>, laughs remembering those jokes and someone's like I think you're doing that those jokes from all right this is not a good bit. and then you <laughs> went with you now <laughs> everybody lost their minds. And then you were like, I've never seen that episode, so. <laughs> so yeah. Uh, that reminds me of a joke my dad would tell me. He said, a uh, guy goes to prison and he gets, you know, it's his first day and he gets locked in with, the, uh, with his cellmate. And uh, at night, everyone's just quiet. And then all of a sudden, someone yells out, 72. <laughs> Everyone laughs. <laughs> New guy's looking around. He's like, that's weird. Gets all quiet again. Another all the way down the hall. It's like twelve. It was like <laughs> they're all laughing. Everyone in the big uproarious thing. Guys, just like ah, come on, all right. Um, finally, someone's just like ninety-eight, and then everyone laughs again. And he's like, he goes to his cellmate. He's like, what, what's going on? Everyone's yelling out numbers. How's it? And his cellmate goes, look, man, we've all been in the stir for years. Okay, we know every joke in the book. We've all memorized them and. Instead of just telling them again, we just decided to give them numbers. And every once in a while, if we think of one, we just yell one out. That's it. You'll, you'll learn them eventually. And sure enough, over months he's been there, he learns all the jokes and he learns all the numbers. So one night, everything's really quiet. And he's sitting there and he's like, uh, 83. Nothing. He's like, oh, that's weird. He's like, uh, 17. None of the inmates laugh. He's like, and he goes to his cellmate. He's like, I don't understand what's going on. 83, 17, these are all great jokes. How come no one's laughing? And his cellmate's like, hey, man, look, some people just can't tell a joke. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. I like that one. That's, I like uh, that a lot. My dad loves jokes like that. Big, long, story-like setup. That's it. And, uh, you know. Hi, guys, and welcome to another episode of Is This Anything? I am Rob Ryan. Of course, always joined by Anthony Kapfer, Brett Druck, and Jarrett Berenstein. Jarrett wanted to let us know what our order is for today. 
That's a really good example. Who should do that intro, Rob? Yeah. <laughs> I'm thinking all four of us could take little slices of it, and we all pick it apart, but we don't do a countdown. And they are. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Plug it in the Jarbinator. Boop, boop, boop. And our order for today is Rob, Anthony, Jarrett, Brett. Oh, first. man. Yes. First. Wow. <laughs> all right. You know what? Good job of all of us having a reaction. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. Oh, man. Ooh. Oh, damn it. <laughs> oh, my tummy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to grab a, uh, a Red Bull, actually. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, Rob is kicking it up a notch. Kicking it up. You put all that energy into saying each other's names. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I got <laughs> drained. I, you know, I yesterday, well, this is going to sound more impressive at first, and then I'll explain Yesterday, I ran 14 miles. Whoa. That does Ooh. sound impressive. Stop right there. Don't That's extremely impressive. Uh, but I, I went running twice. So each time I, I did. That's still impressive. Yeah, Two seven mile stretches? Well, oh, that, yeah. it, was, it was from the police. Cause I <laughs> <laughs> still, even still more impressive. impressive. Still, still, yeah. still impressive. <laughs> How did you manage to take a break between those two runs? <laughs> well, I was hiding out for a while. and then I hid in the me. sewer. <laughs> This is more impre- most impressive. <laughs> I thought I had gotten away, but then when I came out of the sewer, I was right in front of the police station. So, <laughs> back to running for me. I feel like Rob is low now. Does anybody hear that? Oh, you know, yes. I think my uh, my microphone is away from my face. Look at all that Ethernet cable. That guy's internet connection is going to be so good. <laughs> I gotta get a. I gotta get one of those. Try to get a little higher. All right, now it's in front of my yeah, face. Yeah, you're back. You're back mm-hmm. to normal. Hell yeah! Hell yeah! Hell yeah! Okay. Now you can do some gardening while the yeah. show goes on. Get some of my juice. All right. Um. Um. Are you recording? I'm not recording yet. Thank you. <clears throat> recording this computer. Done. Anthony, hey, can guys. you do a little jingle that uh, every time we ask, "Are you recording?" Uh, yes, he's going to do it right now. Yes. <laughs> Are you recording? Beautiful. Wow. <laughs> Loved it. Uh, that made me so happy. Uh, I have... Okay, here we go. So, today I have uh, something um, special here. So, I've been... Uh, as... Uh, fans of the show know um, I've been working on a uh, one-person show here, and I so I, I here's here's where I'm at. I came up with the concept where I I thought it might be a fun idea if uh, well, I wanted to try to start introducing members of my family. Um, I grew up in a sort of this uh, alcoholic household and. I thought that maybe one of the strategies that I could use to uh, get into that information without it seeming too uh, like, oh, now let me just tell you about these people type of thing, was that I could use um, in like AA and that sort of world, you kind of learn about the the roles that people take on. And uh, I thought that maybe I could play around with that. First of all, just a general question to you guys. are you are you generally somewhat familiar with those those roles in in a dependent household 
the first I heard of it was when you explained it on the that episode. Yeah, I'd never heard that before. Same, and then have it for you, Jared. <clears throat> uh, yeah, same. I only knew about it when you told us about it. Okay. All right. So that that's gonna immediately cause uh, uh, pose rather uh, problems. So I think I need to be heavy on the explanation side of it, um, which is fine. Uh, I kind of uh, incorporated that a little bit already. So this is um, this is somewhere in between. You know, I'm trying to get a lot of information out, storytelling a little bit. I'm also throwing in some jokes. It's not like hard, hard stand-up, but I had a couple paragraphs I wanted to share with you guys today, and let me know what you thought. <clears throat> um, all right. One thing I learned about addiction is the roles that family members play in alcoholic households. They all have titles and descriptions, and each family member falls somewhat neatly into these categories. There's the dependent person, the enabler, the hero, the scapegoat, the lost child, and the mascot. And I think there are some others, the cleric, the druid, the sorcerer. I'm not sure. I've <laughs> never played with the alcoholic family expansion pack, but that's, <laughs> that's the core six. Um, my mom, um, no, the dependent person is the addicted person, the alcoholic. That was my mom. The enabler is someone who desperately wants the dependent person to quit and will do anything to make that happen, except what's necessary. Whether he was aware of it or not, my dad was the enabler. The mascot is the comedian, usually the youngest child, using humor to deflate tense situations and to cope. Handsome, strong, and hung like a horse, the mascot uses... <laughs> <laughs> uses comedy to communicate <laughs> difficult <laughs> emotions. Uh, the lost child, my, the lost child is the quiet one, the dreamer. The lost child is known as the invisible child. He gets ignored and his problems get pushed to, to the back burner. My brother Steve was definitely the lost child. And it's for this reason I will not be talking about him much during the rest of this show. Now my brother Tim... <laughs> My brother Tim was the scapegoat. Now, if you don't know what the scapegoat is, that's your fault. It's all your fault. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and that's all I have. That's, that's my, my intro. So, Excellent. That's so good. Great. Uh, really great. Um, yeah, maybe, the, maybe a callback later. later. Um, oh, I forgot to mention another aspect of the mascot is he's an excellent oh. lover. Uh, yeah, like the next time you have to mention... Yeah, the mascot. Then you, you can add adding things. Oh, that's yeah. true. Okay, that's that's the place to do it. Yeah, because I, I was actually. I, wanna, I don't think I want to tack on more as where it is. But yeah, but but a, another joke the next time would be that would be cool. Right. Uh, I was actually thinking you might it might be funny to add that to the other definitions. Like when you're talking about something else, you can be like, also the lost child, typically not as good at sex as the mascot. That's just <laughs> in the, I'm just reading the definition for you guys. Oh, I, yeah. um, I was thinking uh, for the lost child actually that it would just I, I, I really like it how it is but uh, I was thinking maybe you just like uh, the lost child it's like you know gets forgotten and stuff like that and I don't really know uh, who that is um, so <laughs> I can't yeah, really talk about him <laughs> it's interesting I, I don't know what the best wording is I have like three different versions kind of swirling around in my head I don't know if I should start by saying my brother Steve was the lost child 
and then and then saying it, or if I should say his name afterwards. What if you uh, once once they hear the definition, I feel like I need to get off it because I think the funniest thing would be like once you know that he gets ignored. But I don't know a funny way to say I'm going to ignore him, uh, without without it being too long. Right now, it's a very long. I'm saying this in the most one-man show, Billy Crystal-esque way. I'm not being, <laughs> to <laughs> reference that, right? I- I'm trying not to be slick with it because I don't want anyone to miss that joke. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, oh, so you're, you're, not, yeah. you're not trying to make it too short is what you're saying? Yeah, because I feel like I might lose a couple of people because each description is short. I say, here's the dependent person. I move on. Here's the enabler. Mm-hmm. So if I move on, just move on without real much of an explanation – I think it might feel like to some as if I am just simply moving on. So I feel like I need to explain my joke that I'm going to actively ignore him for the rest of the show. I, I, I think I, I, I don't like that you're on purpose ignoring him. Okay. Um, so let me just pose one more idea. You explain sure. the lost child. He gets forgotten and stuff like that. Um, and we didn't have one of those. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, but... It, 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 it actually solves a problem for me. I don't talk about Steve that much in this show. I don't plan to. Mm. Uh, Do you mention his name? Oh, I see. Yes, and I've already mentioned it before, and I will mention him again. Oh, but I'm, was, not gonna, I'm not going to get into like, things about him for 20 minutes with the, I, like I, I will with Tim. It would, be, it would have been funny if it, if it didn't matter what his name is, if you could just call him What's-His-Name. The Lost Child, What's-His-Name. Oh, that's his name? funny. He'll, you know. But if it's important... Uh, for the rest of the show, I guess you can't do that. Yeah, that's falling a little bit outside the purview of what I'm trying to do. So that's why that's why it's always so tough when I bring this stuff to you guys because I have so many more rules than I would mm-hmm. ever have with a stand-up joke where I'm like, yeah, well, my grandma's not dead, so I guess I can't. It would be hilarious if she <laughs> And I also wouldn't yeah, fuck it's... her if she was, so I don't, it's not an appropriate thing to say. <laughs> I like that... Uh... You know, we don't know all the rules, but it's cool for us to throw out riffs uh, and then for you to, to say mm-hmm. why it wouldn't work. I think, of course, you know, that's still pretty cool. Uh, Rob, do you think that this, because I was thinking, uh, before you said you wanted it to be longer, I was thinking of making it a throwaway. Maybe that's a little too on the nose, mm. you know, where you're like, that was my brother Steve, and his life was really boring. But anyways, uh, or uh, nobody gives a shit about that guy. Um, but if you wanted you to sort of like live in that moment for a little bit, you might be able to do like a searching for it take where you're like, you know, you do it and you're like, and my brother Steve was a lost child and there's not a ton to say about him. Steve was the lost child. We're still looking for him. (laughs) (laughs) And they just sort of like think about it for a second. You're like, yeah, you never really, yeah, his stuff was kind of boring, I guess. Yeah. I, you know what's I interesting guess. though is this, and then you move on to the other thing. I, I'm I'm just missing a justification as to why you're going to continue this pattern of behavior with the lost child in the joke. I know it's really nitpicky, but mm-hmm. almost like no. I need something like, uh, and I'm pretty sure he's not here tonight, so I'm just gonna <laughs> skip over him. Right. <laughs> I guess maybe maybe. And then you have is. a plant in the audience. It's like I'm here. It's like yeah. So. <laughs> you know, it's funny. I was I was I was thinking along those lines that you just said for uh, for a tad bit. And um, what wound up happening is it made me feel like uh, it made me feel like I would do this one time for an audience of 50, half of which is my family and friends. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I don't want to include that in the in the script mm-hmm. <laughs> where it seems like I'm playing to only my friends and family. Yeah. So I was trying to avoid that as best I could and make it like no anyone could listen to this story. 
Uh, I what was know. the definition of the lost child again? Uh, there's a couple of different ones, and I could edit some of these out. Uh, as is, I read to you guys, the lost child is the quiet one, the dreamer. The lost child is known as the invisible child. The lost child gets ignored, and his problems get pushed to the back burner. Uh, the dreamer is not really necessary for to get this joke across. Mm-hmm. Um, neither is really the quiet one. Maybe it is. Maybe not. But that's where I have it. And there's you, know, you could amalgamate from different websites. Uh, remarkably, they all agree on these six. I, I, I did not know that uh, going into this. Um, I was aware of the comedian thing because, as I told you guys from an earlier episode, I, I think I was out here again, was how my mom would take credit for that. She was like, ah, they, you know, there's always a comedian. I'm like, don't take credit for my defense mechanism. That's not, that's not fair. <laughs> You're punching your brother in the face. You're welcome. <laughs> yeah, but he's older, so it was punching up. <laughs> there's always a boxer. <laughs> Say thank you. <laughs> <laughs> um, yes, I don't know because the wording doesn't sit right with me. I am particularly happy with how the the mascot wording came out. the The setup is pretty much the mom and the dad, the dependent and the enabler. There's nothing really funny there, nor do I want there to be. But then there's like joke, joke, joke for you know mascot, lost child. And then I'm also particularly happy with how the scapegoat thing turns out or ends. Uh, it was remarkable, in fact. I was like, oh, maybe I should get a joke for each. And then I, I was like, no way I'll get something I like for each. And I literally came up, I wrote for an hour yesterday and came up with all this stuff after I kind of had the ideas. And I was like, oh, that's a good scapegoat joke. And oh, that's a, that's a good lost child one. And that's a funny mascot one. Uh, and that's where I'm at. Yeah, I, my my uh, feedback was was pretty nitpicky. I, I, it's it's excellent the way it is, and the uh, progression of um, of the druid into the expansion pack is just like a perfect. Oh, good. Yeah, yeah you laid that out perfectly. The lost child. Honestly, that's the last thing that I'm kind of like. like Ugh, how do I word this right? How did you How did you word the uh, the joke? The lost child one. Yeah. As is, which I don't love, is mm-hmm. it's verbatim. I said this to you guys. I said the lost child is the quiet one, the dreamer. The lost child is known as the invisible child. He gets ignored and his problems get pushed to the back burner. My brother Steve was definitely the lost child. And it's for this reason I will not be talking about him much during the rest of this show. I just wanted to lay all the words out there. But I need to... Maybe, maybe because I don't really remember anything about him. You said you don't need the dreamer part. No, right? no, I don't. I was just re... I was re- Stating what I said the first time, right. but I don't think I need it. I can delete it right yeah, now. Yeah, I still want uh, justification as to why you're not. Yeah, may I pose this question? <clears throat> what is it about mm-hmm. the lost child that makes them? Is it that they're forgettable, or is it that usually for the explanations online is that their problems are? It's like you you don't want to add to the problems, so they kind of just they detach from the family unit and they. You know, there's other bigger things going on, so they are forgotten in that sense. It's a middle child syndrome for sure. You got your oldest child, and then your youngest, your baby, and then the middle's kind of like, oh, he's just, you know, skating along, doing his thing. But it gets amplified in this dynamic. Is from what is what I understand. So it's not that I don't care about him. It's not that he's not doing things or that he is boring. It's that there are bigger fish to fry, so we don't think about his existence mm. as much. Um, good or bad, we're just like, oh yeah, he's he's fine, right? Okay, cool. All right. Anyways, Tim's falling apart, and you know, that that's where it was. So I was also trying to 
get close to that mm. without. It makes getting... more sense to me now. Yeah. So I don't know what the what the right thing to do is though. But I think you were on the right track by, you know, sort of making a joke about not not talking about him later, mm-hmm. but uh, you know so, something. Like that. That's why I suggested the thing of what's his name or whatever. Just something a little more punchy that makes it clear he's not important in the story. And maybe if we have time at the end of the show, we can talk about him. Ooh. Okay. <clears throat> yeah, that gets to the heart of what. I'm at the moment, about. we have much more important things, much more fun things to discuss. Um, I'm sure we'll yeah. get. Yeah. Oh, that's that's good. I'm so that's, sorry I interrupted that's, Anthony. That's but that was uh, that was burning a hole in my brain. No, that's okay. In this group, Anthony would be the lost child. So that's <laughs> <okay>. <laughs> um, yeah, that because that's instead of it being inactive by ignoring, it's active by saying we will get to him later. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is like, the it's activity like the of method. pushing him aside yeah. because there are bigger fish to fry. You're saying, mm. we will talk about him at the end of the show mm. if we have time. I don't know. Mm. Mm. I like that. Um, yeah. Great note, Jared. Yeah, that, 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 that could be it. I'll definitely tinker around with that. You know, I wanted to point out, it's funny because I, I, I've mentioned to you guys, uh, much to your chagrin, uh, that... I have another writing group that I that I work with. Mm. Um, <laughs> but we said but, it's fine if you just don't tell us about it. <laughs> <laughs> but I wanted to praise you guys because it, there's something I get very self-conscious about at in, in those groups that I don't get here, and it's whenever you guys say something and I say that I've oh I've thought of that or I considered this. For some reason, I feel like a pompous dickhole. Whenever I I try to explain to a group that like yeah yeah I've been down that path before <laughs> I love your idea it's just I I've thought of that but you guys it just it I don't feel that way nor does it phase you guys to just actually be like, it phases yeah, yeah, yeah. me a lot <laughs> <laughs> I'm like oh Rob's so smart he already thought of my suggestion big mm-hmm. man wow <laughs> maybe I'll just shut the fuck up mm. oh was there an invisible reason why you can't use my idea that you didn't tell us about. Oh, and all of a sudden you just happened to remember <laughs> that you had all these ideas. <laughs> Why well, even come to the group? <laughs> mm, I want to see you do one of these next time where you're like, oh, my God, that's funny. Oh, that's so funny. I did think of that already. And I'm going to include it. <laughs> but it's mine. Just so you know. <laughs> because it does start to say, it always feels unbelievable at some point. You're like, really? Really? <laughs> you thought of that and then you also. <laughs> Come on, man. <laughs> um, that's funny. <laughs> Actually, I was getting vibes about that like last week with Anthony, or last uh, on Tuesday. There was like two different jokes where it it was totally legit but you were just like yeah like jared had said something you're like i actually had a joke i already wrote like that four years ago i just didn't include it this time and it happened twice and i was gonna like make a joke to it but it just it happened during mine yeah i think two separate times someone had suggested something to you and then you referenced yeah i did write a joke just like that but i didn't include it but i was was glad that brett said that because i forgot that i wrote it Mm -hmm. uh i was looking for it so i could uh, include right. it when I when I was planning what I was going to talk about, but then when I was doing the joke for you guys, I totally forgot about it. So I yeah. I was glad, but I think in those situations we all know that we're not going to just lie about uh, exactly having thought about uh, uh, you know, 
Oh yeah, I totally thought of it. In my circumstance, you could suggest something that I already wrote, and I would forget that I wrote it. So I'd be like, "That's a great idea. Thanks, man." That's awesome. Um, thank you guys for listening. I think that uh, I, I've got two or three great ideas here, and I'll, I'll certainly include them. So I really appreciate that. Uh, and yeah, that's that's great, great time. Thanks, man. That's yeah, a really good chunk, man. All right, Anthony, you are. are up. You rec- oh yeah, he's recording. I am. But can I you get the jingle? This is gonna make me happy. I like when we start early. We have time for jingles. <laughs> am I recording? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> am I recording? Um, I've got a couple of ideas, and you guys will let me know. Is this- are they somethings? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's 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 about right. <laughs> and this is different. I haven't even thought of doing this before, but uh I have some joke ideas, but I also have a a song, a couple I have a couple songs I'm working on and uh maybe if there's time, uh maybe I will present one of my songs Ooh. and you guys can give me notes on that. <clears throat> okay. My notes will just be clapping along and happy. <laughs> <laughs> Loving music today. <laughs> Let's see. Okay, so this is this is something I've said before and I forgot about it. And I wanted to know if there's more that I could that I could squeeze out of it. Uh is there you know, more of this? Is there is there more? <laughs> will Jerry Seinfeld sue us? <laughs> <laughs> You know things are bad when scientists are like, it's the end times. But then religious conservative leaders are like, don't listen to them. They're fucking crazy. (laughs) That is so perfect. (laughs) I love it. So that's all I have. But I feel like there could be something else, potentially. The end is Bill Nye. Funny. I think you nailed it, Brett. <laughs> like that's, that's that's what it was missing. N I G H. I don't even know how to spell nine anymore. No, that's right. You got it. Um, yeah, that's a that's a great little line, Anthony. Can I you? I, I remember reading that somewhere on your Facebook or Twitter or something. I thought that was yeah. excellent back then. And I think I did it on stage. Um, you know, maybe two years ago, once. Uh, is there a way to incorporate, because I feel like a, a big thing with religion also is thinking about the long-term consequences of your behavior in the afterlife. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> but the way that religious people are acting right now, they're basically saying like, there's no consequence, there's no long-term consequences to your actions on earth. So the scientists are saying that the end is coming. And the religious people are saying, no, everything's going to be fine. Do whatever you want. There are no consequences. Something like that. Oh, yeah. Stress Maybe that that'll more. fit in. Mm. Yeah. Because it's, it's not even just that they're saying that everything's fine. They're saying, like, and you can do whatever you want. Yeah. You can throw, you can throw acid in the ocean. <laughs> yeah. Who cares? 
Nobody cares. Buy a gun. Don't wear a mask. Who gives a shit? Exactly. Right. right God right. will judge you. No, no actually, he won't. You know what? Come on. For what? For exercising your freedom? I don't think so. God actually changed his ways. He used to be very judgy. Now he's cool with most things. He says, YOLO. <laughs> Yeah, I, I love the idea that the scientists are the ones who are saying that you will pay a grave price for your actions. Maybe not now, but, but you know, a time is coming when you are going to uh, answer for your sins. And you're just like, oh, that's ominous and crazy. And, and, and all the religious leaders are like, pew, pew, pew. <laughs> that's great. Um. I don't know. My my brain is always trying to expand on that and like s- describe it in three or four different ways. But the way that you did it, you really compactified it into like a nice little swallowable pill. So I don't know. If it's yeah, just I'm thinking. To move on from it. Or <laughs> I'm thinking now about Mark Norman's got that joke about how religious people don't like Wi-Fi because they can't compete with an invisible power that actually does something. Uh, <laughs> and it was it's making me think. I don't know if there's like a way to change it enough. But it made me think about like religious people not caring about coronavirus, you know, which is also basically like an invisible, you know, power that does do things, you know. So they they have faith, but only when it comes to to God, but not at all with science or, or mm-hmm. anything. Yeah, they're, yeah. Like, they're like, I have co- coronavirus is a threat. How come I can't see it? <laughs> yeah they're like i i believe in god he will protect me from anything and then you put like some facts in front of them and they're like i'm i'm not convinced well that's like that old joke about uh the guy who's dying who's drowning and uh and somebody comes by with a boat and is like oh, hey you want to get in my boat and the, and the drowning guy is like don't worry god will save me and then like another boat comes by and he's like hey you need any help? And he's like, no, don't worry, God will save me. And then the third boat comes by and he's like, don't worry, God will save me. And then he dies and he drowns and he goes to heaven and he says to God, why didn't you save me? And God's like, we talk- I sent you three boats. <laughs> <laughs> but that's Leo McGarry's bit, unfortunately. What? Whose bit is it? What? Leo McGarry told that story in an episode of The West Wing, maybe like season four or five. Mm, that's right. I, I thought it was a name from. Name you made up. And I was fine with it. <laughs> I, I, I thought maybe Jarrett would like have watched that show and remembered. That's all. I, just because, because I have very him. hardcore liberal politics, you are assuming that I that, watched... That you watched all of seven West- seasons of The West Wing <laughs> religiously? Yeah. Well, you're right, but... <laughs> I don't remember that, though. Um, okay, so that seems like, seems like a good place to move on, right? Uh Yeah. Yeah, I, I did. It's definitely that is definitely something. It's great. Thanks. Uh, it's funny because it was sort of funny when I first wrote it, and now it's like I mm. happen to see it again somewhere. Yeah, it's like oh man, that I have to revisit this concept. I think I think the big expansion, uh, the thing we touched upon most is that yes, the end times are near, but then the consequences, and you'll be judged for your actions. Thing. I think that's that's mm-hmm. a separate kernel that is so rich and true that the scientists are just like you don't understand your sins you will pay for <laughs> dearly and religious leaders are just like now you won't it's <laughs> <laughs> all cool <laughs> live in the moment yolo yeah that and my bill nye pun <laughs> <laughs> i do like the bill nye pun 
Um, let's see. So I have this other, this is much, <clears throat> this is, so I, I think I tweeted this the other day, but I think that there is more here. Uh, the line is, I just want to party like it's nine. Uh, sorry. I just want to party like it's 2019 oh, is the line. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking about it today. <clears throat> and what's really kind of fun for me is the idea that when the Prince song 1999 came out, like in the, well, I don't know what that was, 70s or eight, sometime in the 80s, uh, there was this idea that like in the future, that's like, a you know, that's going to be a crazy, crazy year. We're going to party, whatever. But now in 2020, looking back to 1999, there's so much stuff that we could do then that we can't do now, you know, like hugging our friends or like sharing a plate of nachos or something like that. And just the idea that uh, 1999, when we, it was a simpler time when we thought we would be killed by computers instead of a deadly virus. Oh, that's funny. (laughs) That's what I was thinking of uh, today. So I want to party like it's any year before 2019. (laughs) (laughs) So that's that kind of, that's the line. And then, and then that was my thought process of what's fun about the song 1999 now. Do you think that, uh, it would be funny to place the joke. You like, uh, you know, one time I was at a party in 1999 and the song came on, Party Like 1999. And we were having such a good time. My friend said, can you imagine what the party is going to be like in 2009, in 2019? And I was like, it probably won't be as good in 2019. And I was right. Something like that. I don't know. Well, 2019 was mostly cool in America. <laughs> yeah. It was. It was I like, don't think it was. I think it just comparatively... Now it, it was right, right, just the, the same, well, like uh, the last uh, ever since you know, uh, the 2015 uh, 16 election. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, it was going like, we've been, every year. We've been like, oh my god, it just keeps getting worse, it's worse. Yeah. And now we're like, it was not that bad. A lot of things were bad, but it's like all of 2019, I was on tour, I was traveling, I was doing mm. all, all the stuff that I've you know, that I that I've wanted to do and i can't i can't tour i don't it'll be years before anybody can do what i did last year <laughs> right uh so comedy. in that in that respect yeah it, w- it wasn't that bad you um, mention your personal circumstances in 2019 before you tell the joke yeah <laughs> but i kind of think oh sorry go ahead no i just I, I think it's kind of it's funny that like the song 1999 when it came out it was like this cool concept or whatever in 1999 it was maybe less cool or maybe people thought it was it's like oh maybe for a little bit people are like oh yeah this is cool because now it's finally here but then it lost its appeal in the year 2000 and whatever years after that people like oh yeah that old that old song and now we're at a point where we can look back and be like oh man i just want to party like it's 1999 yeah i love that thinking i don't think that that thinking was addressed in your in the wording of the joke that you initially put out there but i kind of enjoy that it, it reminds me of um a couple of the other jokes that you had where there's like almost like a dimitri martin-esque like like a, a map a scale a graph of like how how cool 1999 seemed 
you know, yes. back in the seventies, Prince, like it seemed like peak coolness for for the year nineteen ninety nine. And then as we got to nineteen ninety, we're like, this is this is fine. Not what Prince thought it was going to be, <laughs> but it's, it's nice. And then as well, maybe maybe, two- maybe ninety five, you get there. Then everybody's afraid of Y two K. So then nineteen ninety nine becomes cool again. <laughs> then nineteen ninety nine, you're like that. Uh. <laughs> Uh, yeah, and then it declined, as you said. Like in the 2000s, it just became like a, a year. And now we're like, actually, that was pretty dope. You know, <laughs> got to hang out, got to high five people. And yeah, now 1999 has seemed higher than it ever has before. This is the highest point in the graph. Yeah. The yeah. stock has, has, has gone way back up. Mm. <laughs> Prince wrote uh, that song in blah, blah, blah year. And it seemed like a really cool year to party. And then it came around, and it seemed like it was fine. And then for a long time, partying like in those 1999 was like, all right. And now in 2020, I would pay a billion dollars to party like it was 1999. <laughs> and then I guess I should have a bunch of examples of, of things that we could do then that we, that we can't do now, which is almost everything. Really. Do you want to come to my 1999-themed party? We're going to be standing next to each other. <laughs> we'll be breathing in a room together. You can try some of my food. <laughs> Here's an unrelated thought. Uh, 1982 is when Prince wrote the song. <clears throat> uh, so, so he was imagining a time 17 years later. And then if, if someone were to write a song in 1999, it would be about 2016, which was actually a pretty big letdown for a lot of people. Uh, but I don't know how that, how that translates. Oh, okay. And well, I guess we're a little bit past it. I mean, we are, we're 21 years past it, but it's like, it's almost the same amount of time looking back now as it was looking forward when he wrote it. It's, you know, it's off by a couple, couple years, but. Ooh, Prince died in 2016 too. That was, that's not a good thing to look forward to. Yeah. The way you said it didn't really match what you were saying. (laughs) Ooh, ooh, he died that year. In fact, (laughs) horrifically. (laughs) Slowly, painfully. How did he die? Was it overdose? I'm not mm-hmm. sure. Oh I wait, think no. They suspected it might be. Yeah, I he think just I remember collapsed. I think, and then, but then it came out later that he he may have been oh, on right. some painkillers and the, stuff. The same, the same doctor that got Jackson, I think, got him too. Yeah, it was a kind of a similar thing because he was touring a little bit at the time, and yeah, I think he was pushing himself. And yeah, I don't know. I don't know. That prince died. Uh, fentanyl keeps popping up as if it was attributed to fentanyl. Mm, uh, I do taking that counterfeit, was counterfeit Vicodin laced with fentanyl. Uh, mm. Yes, that was, that was when the fentanyl was, was, uh, was really, they were cracking down on it, and there was a lot of uh, issues with, with people dying from overdoses from fentanyl. Wow. I remember because my mom was uh, going through some stuff, and it was really hard for us to get painkillers because of the crackdown on uh, fentanyl. Mm. Is any of this usable, Anthony? <laughs> Fentanyl? <laughs> Fentanyl's a funny word, that hard F sound. That thing about Brett's mom is going to really <laughs> crack this joke right open. Um, yeah, I like, I, like the, uh, I like your suggestions about talking about um, just kind of framing it like when the song came out leading up to 1999, it was super cool, and then um, having that Will be the framework. Smith line in one of his songs that, oh yeah, he, he is, it's a reference to, um, Prince's song. 
I'm going to party like it's 1990. Hold up, it is. <laughs> I don't know if that helps, but it's a new millennium. <laughs> no, wait, millennium. <laughs> How long in the Welcome future my- was 1999 from when Prince wrote the song? 17 years. So maybe you could do something like uh, Prince wrote that song uh, in, ni- in 1980, blah, 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 which is 17 years in the future. So if someone were to write a song 17 years from the future from 1999, it would be 2016. That party probably wasn't as good. <laughs> that's it. Because <laughs> yeah, that's, really, really really that's when Prince died. That's yeah. when Prince died. Prince died then. Prince died. <laughs> I don't he's, understand he's emotions. Totally dead. <laughs> I have autism. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, so I'll, I'll tinker with that. That's that's some good stuff. Yeah, the the only thing I had written was the was the line. I just want to party like it's 2019, and then I was just sort of thinking before we started um, about those other ideas. Just like even the idea that we were going to be killed by computers when it changed to the year 2000 and bombs went off or whatever. Like even that seemed at least that's like a, a cooler way to go out than some virus where we're just sitting around for six months at home. Yeah. So um, I just, that, that was, so whatever I said earlier was not really like a joke structure. I was just, it was just things that I thought of. I was, uh, part of what made me think of the, uh, the years thing was that the book 1984 was written 35 years prior to 1984. And it was specifically chosen because 35 years is usually designated as like a generation that you mm. can actually denote. And so he was purposely being like, I wonder what, you know, let's go one generation in the future. It's 35 years later. So the year was 1949. And 35 years after 1984 would be 2019. And I remember thinking that when it was 2019, I was like, hey, this is what 35 years after 1984 would be. So if someone were to write a book, a novel in 1984 about a dystopian future, they'd kind of nail it. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I sort of thought uh, everybody's like, oh, man, 2020 sucks. I wish it was 2019 again. But for the people in Wuhan, uh, they're like, 2019 sucked too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, from, from what, like October? Yeah. yeah. They had 10 good months. <laughs> um, okay, so where am I? Am I, am I done? I don't know. Mm-hmm. Maybe. That feels like time, but I also wasn't timing. So. <laughs> I'm also wasn't timing. I think I started at 208 or something. So me plus Anthony, 30. No, I can't be right. 208. Equals sexy. <laughs> pew, pew, pew. I would date that. Can you we imagine his fine. head on his body? <laughs> <laughs> I don't feel think like I didn't specify who's. Stand up. Oh. Stand up. Oh, for me, it would work. I'll it screen capture it. No, you're in gallery, gallery view. Yeah, Anthony, can you wait? But can you stand up? Oh yeah, up Anthony, stand up. Oh, stand you gotta stand up. You gotta out. cut your neck. Yeah, yeah get your neck too. off. Uh, go a little bit to your left. <laughs> yeah, hold on. Let me get the screen capture. All right, <laughs> got it. I'll have to edit it in because that's not the way I see it. I'm gonna, I'm gonna actually screen share and show it to you. That's priceless. Let me just go ahead and paste this bad boy. For people listening uh, on the, to the <laughs> podcast, we're about to do uh, a visual gag. Made it disembodied look. head. And <laughs> Anthony is a decapitated body. But together they make Captain Planet. 
Okay, let's just screw We leave the visual gags yeah. in so that you have to also watch the show on our YouTube page. Exactly. That's why I flash my penis, so you also have to <laughs> go over to the OnlyFans. Ooh, Brett Truck is shit. So <laughs> if you're on the that YouTube, is- just uh, just in the comments, say how much you want to fuck this <laughs> thing. <laughs> Let us know. This thing, it's still mostly me. You're calling it a thing. But with, with that size head on, on that body, it's a thing. That's so funny. All right. Great All right. Are we moving on? Yeah. Yeah, I guess I'll do the song next time. Oh, the song. I forgot about the song. Oh, yeah. Oh. You think you want to hear the song, bro? Maybe we need a jingle for it. Do you want to hear my song? No, I think we're good. Anthony, could you do the song again, but now can you mumble the way that we were doing it? Do you want to hear my song? <laughs> yeah, let's hear the song. Yeah, you got the computer up. The computer up. The computer up. My cat was uh, messing around with the computer. I call the guitars guitar music computers. <laughs> Didn't know that about you. What happened? Maybe, maybe, maybe the song is only for the Patreon fans. Uh, Jared forgot the word for guitar and said, "Oh, you've already got your computer out." <laughs> I wouldn't let that go. So Jared had to <laughs> riff on it. <laughs> so Brett said his computer, and I said, "Yeah, I call it guitars music computers." <laughs> Music computers. That's pretty good. So this is, uh, I played the song for, Rob has heard the song. Sorry, Rob. Uh, And it's, I have this problem a lot when I'm writing, trying to write comedy songs because I used to also write serious songs. So sometimes I just write the song to have the idea that I want. And then I listen to it and I'm like, it's not really that funny. Like it has, if it was a serious song, it'd be fine. But now I need to punch it up. So this has all of the ideas I want to get across. Uh, this is a, it's a pandemic song because I'm, I put out a, an EP of songs like that, but I want to add to it and release a whole album that is about how awful this year is. And so this is a song. Uh, and you're having trouble making this funny? Huh? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> having trouble making that, that light and punchy? Yeah, yeah. Well, some of the songs were, like I had the song, uh, I Need to Wash My Hands, it's sort of yeah. just right, whatever, it's <laughs> lighthearted. Uh, but this song is called Wear a Fucking Mask. And, uh, <laughs> this one's called 180,000 Dead. All right, here we go. One, two, three, four. <laughs> okay, here we go. Some people think wearing a mask is a political statement. But it's not unless your political stance is You do not give a shit about anyone else So wear a fucking mask No, it's not a lot to ask Wear a fucking mask or we're all gonna die You're wrong if you think not wearing a mask is your God-given right If God were real, she'd be considerate, so you should really reconsider it. So wear a fucking mask, without it your face looks like an ass. So the CDC recommends you give science a chance. 
Yeah. That was awesome. Oh, Great. Thanks. Uh, I had two ideas. Yeah. Uh, first is the very beginning. Uh, what are the lyrics again? Some people think wearing a mask is a political statement, mm-hmm. but it's not unless your political stance is you do not give a shit about anyone else. I think it'd be really funny if you expanded that out past the place where a song would logically move on to the chorus. Unless your political stance is you don't give a fuck about others and the tiny inconvenience of having a piece of cloth on your face is more important than potentially spreading a deadly disease (laughs) to hundreds, maybe thousands of people whose loved ones could potentially die alone gasping for air in a hospital. So wear a fucking mask. Something like that. Wait, can I uh, add add to that? Mm-hmm. Uh, in, in at the end of everything that Jared just said, and that's not a very good political platform because <laughs> you can't put that <laughs> on a bumper sticker. <laughs> I like that a lot. Okay. I think if that were the case, I would maybe have to switch the first verse and chorus, uh, or the the second verse and chorus would probably have to go first, mm-hmm. so that the structure would be established. So that when I got to that right. verse and it yeah. was super long, people were like, oh, I know what he's doing. Yeah, yeah. That has to be a verse two type of thing. So I think yeah. that works. Didn't you go back into it? That, but that's a great idea. Mm-hmm. I but I think that they actually both, it would work. I didn't really think about uh, switching it, but I think it actually would work if I switched it around. And I think that you should stop playing the guitar and look directly into the camera when you say she forgot <laughs> and i think it's i think the idea there is that it's also like you're waiting for your applause yeah the audience <laughs> and also you are sort of challenging any conservatives to like say something you know what i mean mm-hmm. so it's not just you know the idea of um you know i am i'm calling attention to how woke and awesome i'm being mm-hmm. you know what i mean i think it's it also even... funny to be like to be like she <laughs> God can be a vengeful bitch, too. <laughs> <laughs> or it could be like a similar concept as the the verse thing, where I, I finished that... Uh, oh, wait, is that the... Oh, I guess that is the verse. <clears throat> was, it, it, could be, it could be something similar where the verse just goes on about how I'm, I'm so great for saying that God is a sheep. <laughs> that that is I mean just based on a reaction so that that can that continues to be your funniest line. I think that my um critiques were along the lines of that I don't want you to fall into the things that people already say and that we're coming into this song with all that knowledge already there so I think you would benefit from not having to establish anything. You can start mm-hmm. at an eight or a nine and then just go up from there. So there's no need for you to just be like, hey, you should do this thing and the CDC recommends it. Like, I don't think that stuff is necessary. I think that you should just begin at where you're at and keep going up. Things like the CDC line to me, drag it back down into normalcy, mm. which is like, we, I think we're all, people who are listening to that song are all on the same page and I just want to hear, I just want to maximize the laughs so much. Yeah, it's I guess I, I wanted to bring science into it because the the verse that verse was about God, that's true. So I wanted to. Uh, so what's to the bring funniest, science? What's the funniest way we could talk about science, as opposed to mentioning the the boring old CDC type? Yeah, thing. that that's my thinking. But I don't know. That's I everyone's keep it, thinking. Keep it under boring a minute too. CDC. <laughs> I want to have a party. <laughs> I want to have a pool party. <laughs> um, but yeah, 
That's more like CDC stands for can't do crap. Am I right? <laughs> we got a sexy up the CDC. You know it stands for Center for Dicks and Cocks. <laughs> dicks and Cocks. They have dicks both kinds. <laughs> I hope you don't bring a girl back to your apartment. I hope you don't mind, but I'm 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 a dick man. <laughs> oh, all I got is this dumb old cock. You know, it's not my favorite. It's kind of like when they offer Pepsi at a restaurant, but I still drink it. <laughs> is, uh, yeah, I'll have, I'll have Dick. Uh, we have, is, is cock fine? Is, is cock okay? Okay. Um, yeah, I think, what Rob, when, when you heard this song the first time, I think you said that it's totally fine as it is, which is how I felt about it. It's like, it's fine. But I think that the idea there, there, it can be, it can be better. <laughs> to me, it's all one PSA with the one funny God line in there. That's the only thing that reeks of zany outside the box thinking. Mm-hmm. Everything else is just like, you know, yeah, yeah, I agree with that. I agree with that. Um, but and that's why it's fine. But if you wanted to make it the zaniest, funniest song possible, then I would recommend those other changes. And if not, we don't have to. But that was my what? thought. What about the the line where it's uh, wear wear a fucking mask? Without it, your face looks like an ass. I tried to be silly there. Yeah, just didn't didn't care as much. I thought you know, oh, you look stupid with that one. You're dumb. You look like an ass. It rhymes kind of with mask. But <laughs> I was trying to call them assholes, but uh, mm. yeah, I was trying to stick to the rhyme. Um, but hold on, uh, I don't know. I, I guess I'm, I am actually done. But this is what this was the whole point of doing the song was to get the you feedback. You could say you look but like I, you look like the hole of an ass. Oh yeah, that would call someone an asshole. But um, still, it's just a, it's just a random insult. But the God line is just it's a play on a play, and I love that. You know, you're you're meta trolling people with that line. Because we're all, I think that we're all already there. We've all seen the memes of like, we're a fucking mask, you know? Uh, and since that's in your chorus, then I think that wear a fucking mask is a coverall for everything that you, you're about to say. So I don't think we should do anything pedestrian. There's no mm-hmm. need for build in your one minute song. It should start here. It that's, is one minute. That, that's my consistent idea, thought, and note. And okay. the second song, and I know the, the, other, the boys haven't heard, Mm-hmm. Um, was more along those lines. I forget how it even was. It was killing people, maybe. So I forget how the song went. But it was uh, great. I'll play it next time, actually. Okay, great. Awesome. <clears throat> and maybe I'll work on this one so that I can uh, show you what I got next cool. time. That's my thought. I don't know if the other boys agree with that, but that's what I was thinking. Mm. Agree. Nice. All right. Uh, cool. Thanks. Some business. I am recording. No oh, yeah. one needs to tell me. <laughs> I hit the button sure. already. Oh, damn it. <laughs> okay. Uh, this one that I'm starting off with, I think it might be a stretch. So I want you guys to tell me, is this a stretch? Anything. <laughs> Anything. Uh, when you're in a relationship and you sleep with someone else, it's called cheating. But I don't know that that's the best word for it. It makes it sound like you were playing some kind of a game. Like a game called Have Sex. <laughs> and one of the rules is that it has to be with me. So it's a bad game because you each get the same number of points every time you play. Really, the only way to win the game is to cheat. Otherwise, you just tie every single round. It's like, honey, I just got five more points and have sex. But how did you do that? I was in the garage all day. 
I had sex with a babysitter. No fair, you cheated. <laughs> uh, I don't think that's a stretch at all. I think it's great. You like that? I like it yeah. a lot. I, I think that act out pulled it all together. Uh, mm-hmm. The setup felt uh, started to get a little stretchy, but then, but then it was like, you cheated. <laughs> that's really fun. That's I really just, fun. I feel like every you have si- to go I- back four spaces in our relationship. <laughs> <laughs> that's a great tag. Oh, that's so funny. Living I, in separate I, apartments. <laughs> that's, that's, is that what that is? Going back? Uh, that's really funny. Taking the, uh, the game lingo and translating it. Do you, do you mean I have to get my own place? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Just for now, until we move up. Until we roll again. Until you roll again. <laughs> I you feel could like, cheat too. We'd be in the same place. I know it's... <laughs> uh, I used to live on Baltic Avenue too. Such a, <laughs> Wait, if they, such a some, dump... I know that that's kind of like the 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 weird like I'm going to get back at him and also cheat, but sometimes and I I don't know because I've never been in the situation if both people cheat, it actually hurts the relationship more. So I don't know if there's a way to like work that into the bit about like you know if we if we cheated we both have to move back ten spaces or something. You know? Oh. Yeah, I don't, I don't know if that's common to, knowledge. Like it doesn't make us even, you know. It, I think it, in the context of the game. In the game, it would. It yeah. would. I was trying to come up with more, mm. more game thing. Like, it, it's sort of like a combination of all the games. Because if, if you get caught cheating, you go, sorry. <laughs> and so I was, I was trying to make more comparisons to more games. <laughs> Don't wake daddy. <laughs> You've got to sleep. It just boggles the... my mind how you could do something like this. <laughs> now take oh, your you pillow and go that. sleep on the battleship. <laughs> you fucked her? That hungry hippo? <laughs> <laughs> Did the person you cheat with have glasses? <laughs> <laughs> Who told you? Simon said. That guess who? Oh, that's a great reference. You're crossing up all your friends. Hungry, hungry hippo is great. Mailman. I'm glad you liked my guess who reference more than you guys liked my Bartleby reference from last time. Oh, Bartleby! I feel like. See, this is this is my always my big issue is I feel like every step of the justification is necessary even though it's too long. I don't think it's too long. I think it it was making me laugh throughout the the setup. Rob, maybe maybe I'd have to watch it again. <laughs> I was briefly confused. I mean, you yeah. explained it immediately, but when you said that cheating was the only way to to win or or something to that effect, mm-hmm. I was like, Wait, I got that it. wouldn't. Yeah, you got it. Because I've, I've had those thoughts. <laughs> Within <laughs> one win. sentence, you uh, <laughs> cleared it up. Everybody. But that, that was the only part of the setup where I was like, wait, where is he going with this? But you know I, I, I guess that's what you want. You know where I may have you know, started to mentally space was only because of my own individual thoughts on this same topic. Because I, mm-hmm. I always figured that cheating, you know, it doesn't make sense to me either. And that the game is a successful relationship. The game is is like a good relationship and a good marriage. 
but it's hard. It's so hard. I have to cheat. I have to cheat. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's like, oh God, the no sex part with other people is just like, oh, so I cheat. But I'm cheating not to fuck over my partner. I'm cheating because I want to win the game of happiness with my partner. <laughs> and that's oh, what yeah. I was always thinking about. I was like, that is mm-hmm. like, is that what we were referring to when we say to cheat? Because that's because when you cheat on a test, you don't hate the test. You you want to do well on the test. There's not another test you want to. <laughs> take a little more <laughs> just like once right you just need a hell you just need to get past a couple of answers you know there's like a, a younger patch. test <laughs> <laughs> so my mind's always been along those uh, that, do you have that, a bit about that 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 sounds like it's you know I, I'll, I'll be to be perfectly honest i've thought of it mm-hmm. i've never formulated into a bit but those i just share with you pretty much all my thoughts that i've, I've had mm-hmm. on that subject up to that point i'm not trying to stake any claim uh, okay. but that's it and so that's where my mind went so when you kind of shaded a different way i was like oh okay let's see what this is about so um but either or and you can even okay. use the, the stuff that what's I was just the saying too. what's the game called is it called have sex <laughs> oh the game is called have that, sex. that is a funny enough line the game's right. called have sex and nobody can win because every time we have sex we just keep on getting yeah, the same yeah. number of points the same number of points <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah that that is a zanier concept it's fun and i think that the thought process that I had kind of goes in this territory of weirdness, almost as if it's like a justification of cheating or, or I'm trying mm-hmm. to like lessen the effect of it. So that's why I maybe I think I've never really pursued it. But this is just so silly. <laughs> We're like, what's the game here? So I was like, and then you're like, you got to move back three spaces. That's really I, funny. I love that. I think it's very funny that it's like, have sex is, is the game title. Mm-hmm. But for the premise and the concept, it would make more sense if the game was... Uh, you know, something with relationships. Because when, if you're having sex, I mean, cheating, that wouldn't be, che- cheating on a relationship wouldn't be cheating in a game called Have Sex. You would be winning. No, but so then only- I say one of the rules is that it has to be with me. Yeah, which makes it Oh, I time. see. Okay, yeah, yeah you, did say, you did say that. Mm-hmm. Which, uh, yeah, back this to Jared's is- problem. Uh, a, a real nitpick, but do you guys think it's funnier? You probably won't even have an opinion about this. Uh, do you think it's funnier to say one of the rules or the only rule is that it has to oh. be with me? I think I like only rule. And the I only, like only rule, rule, I mean, is that we, it has we, we to be could with really me. get into it where there there are more rules than that. But yeah, that's mm-hmm. true. Uh, okay, yeah, it's like a Fight Club to... thing. I, yeah. I, I, yeah, yeah. I, th- I don't think it's a huge difference, but I think uh, put it the the one rule is good until. If you think of other tags where you need other rules, right. then you can just change it. Mm, yeah. Gotcha. That's true, okay. yeah. If you yeah. don't ever incorporate another rule. Because I think it has more impact. The only rule is mm-hmm. it has to be with me. You might be able to split the difference and say the first rule, and that way you mm. have opportunity for others, yeah, but it also rule. is accented. Mm. The number one rule. The number one rule, yeah, that's true. That, that makes it seem like it's the most important rule, even if there are more. Yeah. Yeah. And the first ones. rule right. is so it they, has to be with them. Uh, so here's this other thing that I, I, I'm... I don't know. You guys can tell me what you think about this. It's a little dark. It's a little I weird. refuse. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so this also feels like it might be part of a longer bit about like gun control. Uh, and I don't know if there's anything funny here. The problem is the guns. And it shouldn't be controversial to say that. The NRA said that guns don't kill people, people kill people. And I'm, and I'm like, fine. But whenever I buy something, 
I always get irrationally excited to use it. If it's a fucking label maker, I want to make labels. I'm going to label my asparagus. The same thing happens when you buy a gun. You start laying awake at night. Like, if someone tries to break into my house and hurt my family, they're going to regret it. And I just wish they would get here. (laughs) 100% agree. Love it. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm going to do the exact same thing to you I did a second ago, which is saying that I've thought about this extensively. No big. Never did, never did a stage, But I love it. No, I, I totally love it because I've thought about this too. I'm like, dude, you can't own a gun. <laughs> you can't because you're going to want to use it. It's like, that's why would you buy this thing and not use it? Could you imagine? It's like freshly packed. It's all shiny. You're like, mm-hmm, come on, mm-hmm. let me shoot someone. You put the bullets in, you cock <laughs> it, and you're like, and all I got to do is that. And then I fire the gun. Right. I, I like the uh, first part where where you um, you know you, you buy the label maker, but like set up a situation where label. you buy a thing and then you don't have like you buy all this cat litter. You're like ah, oh, and then a cat wanders in. You're like yeah, <laughs> thank God. <laughs> you grab the cat and you squeeze like, shit in my litter. You fucking cat. I've been ready for this moment. For uh, uh, I just knew that if a cat walked in here, I was gonna make it shit in my litter. <laughs> Uh, feels much better now. Yeah, mm, I'm a responsible cat litter owner. <laughs> uh, soon you're just looking for cats. You're just like looking. You're leaving your door open. You know, right. you're leaving cat food by the front door. Well, I, I was gonna say is actually a similar, a similar thought for the gun, where now you have the gun. You're waiting, so you're trying to entice somebody to maybe break in you leave cookies out or something like that you're just like because because you're like when are they gonna get here and then the next logical step honey why did you move the computer by the window (laughs) (laughs) maybe that's why gun owners are so racist they just they need to have an enemy not really a tag so much as a really <laughs> sad <laughs> fact <laughs> about life, Rob. Maybe that's why the world is so shit. <laughs> <laughs> you said it with the same cadence as when you like throw a joke in like under the rug, you know? Maybe that's why they're racist, because um, you know, you gotta have an enemy. And Prince Justify. is dead. <laughs> 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 Oh, God. I gotta go back to socializing. That's my, that's my time. That, I don't want to socializing school. <laughs> Nothing's gonna be funnier well, than that. Say the right things in the right tone of voice. <laughs> uh, you could you could probably do uh, the the way you had it with the label maker, uh, and you want to use it, and then do the gun owner, and then you can go back to like imagine if you had bought this and then you were just waiting for something you could probably do all of it mm-hmm. sweet yeah okay it makes me I, I was worried this I feel like if I wasn't in this writer's group I would have just like never used this because I was like eh, that's not really good yet but you guys have made me realize that there's meat on the bones so thank you so much yeah that's funny I like it alright and uh, that's it like, for me I like the idea of sorry uh, before you say this for you mm-hmm. uh, the <laughs> idea of well, like, yes, you're, you're, you're kind of setting the bait and then you get so excited that um, if it's an intruder, it's like, you don't even care who the intruder is. Maybe it's your kid who just lost his key, but like, whatever, you know, <laughs> finally someone to shoot. That's, <laughs> just, I don't know, because I'm, I'm trying to pull from the idea that most people, you're more likely to like shoot one of your loved ones. Maybe it's funny, like, intruder. Mm. you know, uh, you, shot your, you shot your son and it's like. And it's like, I stopped an intruder or something. You know, like you're still in that <laughs> mode. In that mode. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. Know? There was well, someone, 
Who if you have the gun and the cat litter, you might shoot the cat <laughs> who wanders in. So you can really only choose one. And if you don't, you'll probably scare the shit out of him. (laughs) (laughs) There was someone who had a joke. I forget who it was, but he says, I don't think I should own a gun because at least a couple times a day I say, God, I wish I had a gun right now. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, here's a a tag. Racist people are like really just uh, scared. And by classifying... By by being thinking that they can visually identify people by, by evil, it makes them feel safe, um, and that that's where the racism comes from. So that's pretty funny. <laughs> I was hoping when you started this that that, that you were just making fun of Rob. Yeah, I and <laughs> I am not disappointed. But that is a real opinion of mine. <laughs> I, I do think that's where racism comes from. Fear. Well, sorry for trying to infuse a little bit of reality into your jokes. Let's just. Keep I got a text. When you, when you feel hate, it's really because you hate something about yourself. <laughs> Can you do something with that? Is that uh, that's pretty. Funny. Nice zinger, <laughs> Anthony. <laughs> Comedy is truth. I don't know what you guys. <laughs> Whatever. We can't all be <laughs> fucking bear wives and just having a blast. <laughs> <laughs> having a blast. Have sex. <laughs> <laughs> Can you incorporate having a blast into your joke about guns? Is it a shotgun? That is really That's funny. funny. That yeah. is really good. I like that. I'm really glad that uh, I didn't stop recording yet. All right. <laughs> Everything I record is mine. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thanks so much, guys. That's my time. Nice. I got to go plug in for a second. <sighs> I said I got to go plug in for sex. Like he's got to charge his dick. <laughs> <laughs> Did anybody else hear that? Uh, that I heard I got to plug in for a second. Mm. Mm. But I still thought that. <laughs> Should we make it sound like we continued uh, without him? Like, like. Uh... <laughs> no, you're a racist, Brit. You're a racist. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> face That's my reaction to that. <laughs> it's funny. I'm racist. Um, okay. Uh, let's see here. Uh, on 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 topic. Um, I have never cheated on anybody, but if I did I would definitely try to use the Mandela effect to get out of trouble. I mean, you see, baby, so there were so many people who were convinced that it was the Berenstein Bears, but none of those people have any kind of proof or evidence. And that means all of those people either misremembered it or there's been some kind of fluctuation in the space-time continuum that's altered the course of history. So even though all those people saw me having sex with Stephanie, that they actually, I didn't. (laughs) I I like that the logic doesn't even really work. (laughs) You're just saying a lot of words. Uh, Do you think it'd be funny to break the logic at the end and be like, you know, all those people said that I was having sex with Stephanie, but I was actually with Nelson Mandela. Also, I don't know how the Mandela effect works. So <laughs> that, 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 that after. Do you not? I like no, no, no. I'm saying like if I were going to use Jared's line, I would have to. Oh. Also, I don't really understand how the Mandela effect works. Mm-hmm. Is that how that works? Is that the Mandela effect? You thought it was spelled <laughs> Berenstein, but Nelson Mandela changed it. 
It's not cheating because I thought you died in the 80s. (laughs) (laughs) It's not cheating because I thought you were in a movie where you played a genie. (laughs) That only works if you were accusing of cheating on Sinbad. (laughs) Yeah. I tried to incorporate that line, I think I told you, Anthony, into into the, the piece that I'm working on where I said, I explained the Mandela effect. I said, the Mandela effect, of course, is when Nelson Mandela played a genie in the, in the movie Shazam. Right. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, I love any Mandela effect jokes. I think that's great. I think it's, uh, I don't know if I get lost. I, I, I think I was still trying to figure out the logic while you were doing the act out. And I was like, what is the logic he's trying to get at here? <laughs> Unless he just does it because yeah it's so off and weird that i think maybe at some point you should also explain it would be funny if you're like i don't know how the mandela effect works that's funny i just have one question (laughs) are you recording yes oh oh what is what is happening (laughs) are you recording it keeps going out of tune today. <laughs> that worked so well with Brett just going, yes, yes, yes. I, I powered off your, your music computer with my voice. Is it core? Is it recording? I got to take my computer to the Genius Bar. <laughs> All right. Oh, I guess. Oh, it's because I'm leaning it against the wall. So every time I lean it, it goes out of tune. Um. Music. All right. Well, I, I have this. This is not really a. It's maybe you guys can f- find something in it. Um, have you ever, you've heard somebody say you can't have your cake and eat it too. Yeah. But whenever I hear that, I'm just like, why not? It's my fucking cake. Uh, so, I, I you know, what, what's the point of me having a cake if I can't eat it? I realized eventually the expression, what it's saying is. If you have a cake and then you eat it, you no longer have the cake. So you cannot eat the cake and still have it. And that's what the expression should be. But I never why, knew that. <laughs> yeah, I know. And most people don't. It doesn't make any sense otherwise. But when I hear it, I'm just like, why not? My cake. I'm, what? <laughs> what is the situation? I don't know. But why is that? What Was it like somebody saw it in a fortune cookie and they were like, it's got to be translated perfectly. I just I don't know how that would come to be. I need some justification as to why it's worded so poorly. This, like, that like that saying only works in a world where there's one cake in existence. In a normal world, you can eat your cake and then just go get another cake. Well, but then you'd have a different cake. Yeah, but it's still your cake. Um, may I throw in something? <laughs> but you can't have unrelated. that cake. <laughs> you can't eat your cake and then have it too. You can Not, eat you half of the cake. Brett, transcribe this. What's going on between you and Anthony? <laughs> I, I think this is the best. Solution. I love it. <laughs> uh, one, I love the justification of the, it sounds like this was, this is a phrase, like a, like a Chinese proverb that made sense that when translated into English didn't make sense. And we all just stuck with it. Like, because that to me is, is funny. I like that. Um, I would liken it when I was younger. I, I, it made sense to me. It clicked when I was like, it's kind of like when you look out and there's like fresh snow and you're like, whoa, look at all this cool, fresh snow, but you want to go play in it. But if you play in it, it's going to get all chummy and dirty and crappy. And you're like, ah, it doesn't look as nice anymore. So it's like, you want to have that freshly laid powder, but you also want to play in it. 
It's the same deal with the cake. You want like that doesn't fit on a fortune cookie. No. <laughs> you want the same as dating a virgin. Ah, there you go. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you can't fuck your virgin and have it too. <laughs> See, that makes more sense. That makes a lot more sense. I get that. You can't fuck a virgin and have her not be a slut. <laughs> what? Is that, is that right? That makes sense. Uh, uh, to, I'm sure to, to many uh, men out there, it does. Yeah. But no, it's like not. When, when a terrorist goes <laughs> to heaven and like he's like at like virgin number 69, 70, 71, like there must be a lot of anxieties. Like, oh, should I have like got two virgins left? You know, should I fuck? <laughs> should I fuck the non-virgin again and just like hold on to this? And God's like, look, you can't have your virgin and fuck it too. <laughs> so there's only two left. <laughs> Can they wish for more? Is it like a genie? (laughs) I haven't read the Quran in a while, but I think, yeah. (laughs) I was just thumbing through it. You have to uh, suicide bomber the last virgin, and then you get 72 more. I mean, it really just depends on if (laughs) Sinbad is playing. uh... (laughs) Oh, man. Uh, this uh, this whole show has come together like a like a really tight improv show. Yeah. <laughs> just like everything is referenced to everything else. Um, what was I going to? Oh, uh, here's something I really did, and might be a fun idea for you guys if if ever you want to um, have fun with a friend or significant other or whatever. Uh, I bought two cakes for a friend of mine when I was a, a teenager, and on one cake it says "Have your cake," and on the other one it said "And eat it too." And we, uh, the one looked really nice. And then I said, we're only eating this one. This one we're just going to look at. <laughs> it was a goofy thing, but it how was practical. Definitely something you did. <laughs> how long did you look at it before somebody ate it? Uh, no, I was adamant. I was like, we're not eating this cake. And it was easy to not do because it was like we had two cakes after we ate it. You know, the, the cake was ceremonial. Anyway, you have a slice, you're like, I'm full. Like, well, what did you eventually do with the cake? I, it was two small cakes. It wasn't huge. Uh, I'm pretty certain we never touched it. We just threw it out. <laughs> so, just you, like, so the expression cares. should be always have two cakes. <laughs> <laughs> but wait, this, you have, okay, you had your cake. Yep. You ate the other one. Correct. But then... You didn't just keep the cake. You still threw it away, which is the same as eating you it. You still don't have the cake. You can't now. ever have the cake, no matter under, if you eat it or my... not. There was a moment where he still had the cake yes, after he had eat, eaten it. If you and eat just it. for that moment, it oh, was worth it. Okay. There, there was a simultaneity going on where we had a cake and we were eating it. And it was like, so what the that's, fuck's going on? That's the closest you can get because you'll never have the cake forever. But you can yeah. have, if you have two cakes, you have that moment where you're eating the cake and you still can look at the cake and be like, I got the cake. Brett, maybe like this. Actually, if you they say, say sorry, go ahead. they say you can't uh, have your cake and eat it too, but I always keep an extra cake in the fridge that I never eat. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's that's the closest we've gotten to making this into a joke. <laughs> <laughs> no, I like your line of the the expression should be buy two cakes mm-hmm. because that that is yeah, that, that, that is the solution. Good. You're like the solution is you need to have a cake that you don't eat and you need to have a cake that you do eat. So the expression should always be buy two cakes. And everyone's going to be just be scratching their heads and be like, what does that mean? <laughs> but, and this is very important, and we have to put this on to the expression somewhere, maybe an asterisk or something. Uh, you also can't get high because you'll just eat both cakes. <laughs> this isn't as much of an expression as it is a manual. <laughs> Turned into a manifesto. <laughs> that's how we came up with the next Bible. Mm-hmm. And that's why he bombed that uh, hospital. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I, 
know if I have anything else here. Can't have your gun and use it too. Can't have, that, um, can you do something with that? Can't have your gun and use it oh, too. Oh, that's oh, why they attacked the twin towers. The plan was was to <laughs> knock down one, so, like, <laughs> <laughs> so that we appreciate the tower that we still have left. But it just got so greedy. Yeah, yeah, it just felt so good knocking down that one tower. <laughs> I can never stop at just one. It's like Lay's potato chips. Lay's potato chips, the Twin Towers. Oh, my God. Oh, Give me dark. a break. Um, well, I just wrote this down because I was going to maybe think on it for next time. But uh, while you were doing your song, Anthony, I was thinking, like, if God was a woman like how the culture would, would change when people talk about God. Like, you know, you get this traffic, like, ugh, women. <laughs> <laughs> like how, how misogynistic people yes. would be towards yeah. God. Yeah. Uh, I don't a, know. A I, had, I didn't God have would, time to flesh it out because I was just like, That's God is an God. emotional God instead <laughs> yeah. of vengeful. Yeah. yeah. Every time it every time it lightnings like oh, God's on her period. <laughs> <laughs> this is a great premise. <laughs> I like it a lot. <laughs> uh, uh, when they when when God's like uh, drowning the whole world except for everybody on Noah's Ark, people are like, God's so catty. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I like because I think the way w- w- it was just originally brought up was that. Like, like, there are some people who think that it might be more woke to to just call God a woman, and but I don't know if you, I don't know if women would want to take on that mantle. Like, have you ever read the Bible? Like, it's not not a good person to want to be, and then maybe that's the start of it, and then it could also backfire for all those other reasons. Yeah, yeah, I would like that because uh, you know uh, I, I would be able to be like you know in a, in a, a, a woke way. Uh, without trying to broadcast being woke, I, I would say, you know, like, fuck you. But really? <laughs> yeah. I would be saying, you know, it, but, this, is the, this is the reality of the way that our world is. There are so much rampant misogyny. Yeah. And but, I'm calling attention so I can get to a funny joke. But um, also the idea of calling God a woman was like the progressive of years ago because I right. think now it would just be that God is gender neutral right? or fluid or, uh, you yeah. know, whichever, whichever. But I could still get, you know, but just, you know, a while ago it was really progressive. People mm-hmm. would, would call yeah. God. I mean, I think woman. the point still comes across, but it's, it's just interesting that like if somebody was trying to make that a point now, they, right. they would be, they still wouldn't be as much of a hero as they thought they were. When like, well, right. she, you know, yeah. there, that's. What do you mean, still, she? Uh, you know. oh, so God can only use God this identifies. bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> well, Jesus is black too, so God's uh, son uh, is black. So I guess God's black. <laughs> oh, maybe God's baby daddy is black and God's yeah, ex- white. Exactly. Maybe God's a cuck. Yeah. <laughs> Does God see color? Mother Mary got breeded. <laughs> they call it. Uh, I do think, I just want to reiterate that I think that that's a very smart justification for the joke is not, this is what I would do, but this is, because there's so much misogyny in the world, this is what the reaction would be. 
Yeah, it's one I, of the, I took I, it that I, way. I guess but, what I'm, I'm saying is this is one of those few times where I'm like, I would hap- I would happily say my real opinion here because it justifies the joke. I know I normally am just like keep those things to myself and people assume that I'm misogynistic because I don't say stuff like that. Um, but this is a situation where I'm like, this is necessary to the joke and it is also a reality. So I'm excited about that. I'm, I'm gonna be like Jared. <laughs> but I took I took that strap in, buddy, because it is a wild ride. <laughs> I didn't take it to mean that you believed the misogynistic things that people would say. No, not at yeah, all. But right. there's normally, if I were to get to that joke without acknowledging that reality, now I'm just saying misogynistic things. Right. But I'm, I'm saying this is the behavior that's reality. And now I get to say stuff like people would be like gods on a spirit. And it's, and it's funny because that is the truth of, of, of how people would react. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I think I'm just going to end my turn there. But uh, Rob, I wanted to ask you if you remember this because uh, somebody asked... Steve, uh, what what his favorite time on the road was, and I think he was just like searching for a story during the the meet and greet, um, and he was like, you know, uh, when when Rob Ryan is on the road, he's just like constant, like not in an exhausting way, just always doing bits. Like he's 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 not a comic who's always on, but just always doing bits. And he was like, there was one thing that happened at a gas station with Brett and Rob, and then he asked me to tell the story, and I did my best to remember it. Do you remember remember this? What, what exactly happened? It was like, I think we just made eye contact, and then we both raced to the register, Yeah, and you shoulder-checked the shit out of me, <laughs> and then we pretended that we didn't know each other. Didn't know each other. <laughs> to the cashier. And then we walked separate ways, really far out of the way, so to get to the van, so it would look like we were going different ways. Yeah. It was like we were magically on the same page in that moment. We, for some reason, we're just like, we're going to try to beat each other in some childish way. But then the decision was like, we also don't know each other, by the way. Yeah. And then we we're talk shit about strangers. each other to the cashier, right? Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. And any more specific than that, I don't remember. Um, but I remember we were both kind of like zeroing in on the similar product and maybe we wanted to get the same thing. Or whatever it was, but that 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 was what it ultimately came down to. And she was observing everything that we did, and she and we just wouldn't relent. We wouldn't let her know one way or another for a fact if we knew each other or not. And we just found that yeah. so funny. You and I. <laughs> she probably told the story to somebody else later. Oh yeah, hope. definitely. Actually, hope. you know what? I think I remember her being not that phased by it. <laughs> 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 I mean, I guess you work at a gas station, you see all kinds of crazy shit. Yeah. <laughs> but it was, yeah, it still should have struck her as weird because, like, you shoulder checked the shit out of me. Yeah. Then, and then I think you pay, you still paid first. Yeah. Like, right, right. I just, like, accept it. And, like, and then we didn't, we just didn't fight after that. Nope. <laughs> you know, we just went separate ways. <laughs> well, I lost. <laughs> that was a fun moment. I liked that. Yeah. I miss the road. I miss doing yeah. things. Yeah. Uh, me too. Road. Mm. And I miss going to the movies. That's another big one. Yeah, I like movies too. Mm. I miss eating out at restaurants. Mm. Not so I know much you, you can kind of do it now, but I miss having sex with women. I think that's more your personality. Right? <laughs> it's been nothing but dudes all quarantine. <laughs> <laughs> oh no. <laughs> How's it going, everybody? Thank you so much for watching. We just want to remind you that we have a live 
Zoom show coming up on February 23rd at 9 p.m. Eastern. You can get tickets at NowhereTime.com. It's our second live show. Our first one was awesome. You definitely want to come check it out. We're pitching jokes live. You can laugh along with us. Uh, one member of our Patreon will get to pitch a joke as well. People contribute in the comments. It's super fun. So come check it out. February 23rd, 9 p.m. Eastern. These guys have helped zero <laughs> in this pitch. Oh, uh, was I supposed to do something? We, no, we've been that's doing... okay. No, we got it. You can't see us doing our funny reactions to what you're saying. We got it's good it. enough.